Dear fellow ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you from God our creator and from the Holy Spirit our sustainer and guide. Amen. What makes a pilgrimage? What changes travel into a sacred journey? What calls us to pack lightly, to cross a threshold, and make our way by walking? What sustains us when we're uncomfortable, when we must begin again, when we embrace the unknown? What is it like to come home from a pilgrimage? Christine Walter's painter, in her book, The Soul of a Pilgrim, identifies these practices of pilgrimage. I ask today for several reasons, mainly that I know you, the Trinity community, as a pilgrim. This sermon is sort of a report from the field. Thank you for your hospitality over the years. I am a Lutheran sibling, and I bring you greetings from our bishop, Lori Larson Caesar, who is in Columbus, Ohio today because we have a week-long national assembly for our denomination. For the last 15 years, I have come to this cathedral at least five times a year for worship. I've always felt welcome, nurtured by the beauty here of the icons, the flowers, the space, by the liturgy and the music, the preaching, and the willingness to talk about difficult, complicated things. I receive grace here. I've been comforted and convicted. I've been fed and forgiven here. In my call as assistant to the bishop for the Lutheran Church for 12 years, I often presided and preached in congregations, Lutheran congregations all over the state. It was a gift to come to worship here and not be in charge of a thing. To simply receive. Whether you know it or not, you've been a haven for many pilgrims on many Sundays. I think it's part of being a cathedral. I think of the famous pilgrimages from Canterbury to Rome, the Camino in Spain, and other ancient routes. Pilgrimage is a foundational aspect to all world religions. Preparing for this morning, every article and book I read led me to two or three or five or six more, and then more beyond that. There was a little while that the drafts of this sermon looked more like an extended book review. Because we have Joyce Rupp, we have Timothy Egan, wonderful book, and then we have David White and Mary Oliver and John O'Donohue. Now I see pilgrimage everywhere. In fact, the whole music department is pretty much in England right now on their pilgrimage. 
in our lessons this morning, everybody is on the way. Hebrews reviews those who've gone before us in faith, walking in faith. By faith, Abraham and Sarah obeyed when they were called to set out to a place, and they set out not knowing where they were going. In the gospel, Jesus and his disciples continue on their way to Jerusalem. And in this 12th chapter of Luke, Jesus again teaches us that our worth is not determined by how much we own, but in fact, our worth in terms of God comes from receiving God's grace, grace and forgiveness. And especially when we are alert to being surprised by God. They did not know when the master was returning to the house. Now that is something to ponder. When the dean returns from his sabbatical, I urge you to ask him about any surprises during his sabbatical. Thank you for giving him that gift. I understand ministry to be essentially a creative endeavor, and for that creativity to be sustained, there must be times of rest and stepping away. My latest biggest surprise was your gracious invitation to come and preach today. Thank you. It's an honor to be with you. Although, after Ken and Matthew's sermon last week, about lukewarm preachers. I hope that I meet his standards. We do live by grace, do we not? Please be alert for God's surprises. Slow down. Notice. Look. Give thanks. What is the good news of pilgrimage? What's the gospel promise of pilgrimage? that we are changed by the journey. Changed by the journey. Not by the destination, but by the journey, by the encounters we have, by the surprises along the way, the openness to new people and ideas, and the stories we share. How perfect this morning that we welcome four to be baptized today. Lutherans love baptisms, all that grace lavished by God and by being sealed by the Holy Spirit forever. Welcome, Jack, Isabel, Lewis, and Thomas. We'll let you lead the way on our pilgrimage today. Let these, let these baptisms renew our pilgrimage. There are questions in the liturgy that I think give us important guides along the way. I'll read five of them, and please listen for the verbs. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in the prayers? Will you persevere in resisting evil, 
And whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. Will you proclaim by word and deed the good news of God in Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? Those verbs are powerful. Continue, persevere, repent, return, proclaim, seek, serve, love, strive, respect. Those are verbs of God's community and God's reign of our lifelong pilgrimage in faith. As we welcome these new siblings in Christ, let us remember that we too have been welcomed, that we are also loved and forgiven, cherished and sealed. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We know that God is delighted this morning. We're also reminded this morning that Christians need one another. That is why your welcome to us pilgrims means so much. You're glad when we show up, when we're here, and you understand that we're on the way. What makes a pilgrimage a pilgrimage? What changes travel into a sacred journey? What calls us to pack lightly, cross a threshold, and make our way by walking? What sustains us when we are uncomfortable, when we must begin again, when we must embrace the unknown? What is it like to come home from a pilgrimage? Friends, companions on the way, thank you for your welcome for the sanctuary you provide, and your understanding of how important your radical hospitality is to us. You provide a safe space for us to hear who God is calling us to be, and we thank you. Come today to the font and to the table to receive God's promises of forgiveness and grace, of God's steadfast, loving kindness. Amen.